Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, back to another edition of NFL Study Hall, the Week 6 recap of the National Football League. We are officially a, a third of the way through the season. And guys, let me tell you, there are a lot of things that I did not think would be going on right now in the league. I feel like there are so many teams that were supposed to be at the bottom of my list that have flown their way to the top, especially both New York teams. We're going to get to them in a little bit. Right now, we're going to go through all 14 games with two with four teams on a bye this week, only 14 games. And then at the end, I'm going to give you my top five NFL teams, just how they rank up top five teams, just like you see Stephen A. Smith do, just like you see a lot of these other guys do with rankings. Haven't really done this in a while with teams overall midseason. We're going to get that started today. On Friday night, when I go to preview week seven, I'm going to give you guys a whole rundown on a lot of things that are going to be going on with NFL Study Hall. I've got my fall break coming on. I'm really going to focus on marketing this podcast and getting some different series and some other fun stuff going on before my besides my standard recap and preview stuff that I've been doing. I'm going to dive into some other extra, or not extra, but something different for the content part of this podcast. Make sure you tune in on Friday night for that. Right now in week six, Thursday night football, Commanders versus Bears. Easiest game I've ever going to recap. The score was 12-7, to two touchdowns the entire game. Big storyline was Brian Robinson after his terrible incident over the offseason. Comes into this game, has 17 carries for 60 yards and the game-winning touchdown in the fourth quarter. Love what we're seeing from Brian Robinson. Otherwise, both these teams are 2-4 and four, and they stink. Vikings versus Dolphins. Now, guys, I was at this game. It was a great game to watch, but ultimately the score does not do justice by how much the Vikings were in control of this game, especially on the defensive side of the football. Skylar Thompson was in, was getting stuff done. They missed a big field goal. They turned the ball over a little bit, but Skylar Thompson played a lot better than Teddy Bridgewater, who came to the game. I know he had 329 yards and two touchdowns, but... Overall, Teddy was not getting out of the pocket enough. He was not that dynamic. This rush game was nowhere to be found. Raheem Mostert, most carries for 14 yards and 49 y- 14 carries, 49 yards. Minnesota, on the other hand, played a clean game, did what they needed to do. They weren't a lot of they weren't flashy. They just held in at the end and got the job done. But I was very impressed by their front seven. Five of the guys actually in the locker room dubbed themselves the edge department. It's like Jordan Hicks, Patrick, Pat Jones, the second, Zadarius Smith, Daniil Hunter. I think there's one other guy that I'm missing, but those guys deemed themselves the edge department, like right there in the locker room. I was there. It was really cool. Um, But those guys really got into, I know Pat Jones had two sacks. Zadarius Smith had two sacks. Daniil Hunter got one. Jordan Hicks, I think, got another one. I think it makes total of six. I think that's right. Um, But it was just very impressive to see them take out that Miami offense. I think this uh, front five can handle basically anyone in the National Football League when it comes to an offensive line. I think that's what's going to be a big key for them winning these games. They've won a lot of tight games because they've been able to hold teams in the fourth quarter, and I've really liked what I've seen, especially this past Sunday. 
Um, and then for the Dolphins, they're just they're really waiting to get Tua back in this one. Um, and as soon as he gets back, he's supposed to be back uh, next Sunday against the Steelers on a Sunday night football game. And with how the Steelers have been playing, it, they just really Miami just needs to play a solid football game. Don't do anything crazy. Don't do anything special. Go back to fundamental football. Getting the ball in Tyreek Hill's hands. Getting the ball in Jalen Waddle's hands. Um, their rush game is going to need some help. But I think this team is capable enough. I honestly, Miami's front seven held my held Minnesota to ten points through three quarters. They were getting at it. Dalvin Cook was doing nothing all game long until he broke out for like forty five yards. Miami's defense was doing very well. If they had a quarterback, I think Miami would have won this game. But good overall defensive battle. 49ers versus Falcons. Really surprised by this one. Jimmy Garoppolo, not really a great day. Nothing going on the run game. Atlanta being able to take advantage of it. They got off to an early lead, lost it in the second quarter, but ultimately brought it back. That defense held San Francisco. Um, I mean, San Francisco let 28 points to the Atlanta Falcons. Kind of surprising if you ask me. Not exactly sure what happened in this game, but I like I said it all offseason. Atlanta was going in the right direction all offseason. I just don't think, I still don't think they have the complete roster to compete. But Atlanta's pulled out some surprising victories this year. They've beaten the Seahawks, or they've beaten the Browns. They've beaten the 49ers. They took care of the Seahawks in Seattle. Um, they've lost some big games, but like to see Atlanta doing this well this early, they still got to play the Panthers twice. They have to play the Bears, the Commanders, the Cardinals. I mean, you could see the Falcons possibly get into 7-10 and 10 this year, which is remarkable compared to how I thought they were going to end their season. The San Francisco 49ers still sit at the top of the NFC West, but they're now tied with both the Rams and the Seahawks. They've beaten both those teams. So they're in the lead right now when it comes to the head-to-head games. But all their losses, I mean, they've had more impressive wins than they have losses. Like, they lost to the Bears, the Falcons, and the Broncos. Like, those are games this type of team should have won. The other games are victories against the Panthers, the Seahawks, and the Rams. The Rams has really been their only big victory. But they have some stellar games coming up that they need to get on the W side of the board. Chiefs, Rams again, Chargers, Cardinals, Saints, Dolphins, Bucks are their next seven games. And with how they've played against other teams, other easy teams like the Falcons, I'm not sure they're going to get above 500 through their set, set of games. I mean, I have been very disappointed by this offense. Debo Samuel is not as good as that, as what we thought he was in the offseason. I think he's still a great player, but they just haven't been able to utilize him. That rush game, Jeff Wilson Jr. had a great game last year, not so much uh, or last week, not so much this week. Not exactly sure what happened where I was. I was completely baffled when I watched when I saw highlights of this game. I I don't know how the Falcons did it, but I am loving what I'm seeing from Atlanta. We'll see if they'll be able to keep it up. Patriots Browns, listen, this is a Belichick defense if I've ever seen one. I have absolutely loved how the Patriots have turned their season around so far. Their last three games, they've allowed 27 to Green Bay, 0 to the Lions, and 15 to the Browns. Absolutely stellar job by the Patriots thus far. Bailey Zappi, I don't know if he's 100% the real deal, but listen, 24 of 34, 309 with two touchdowns against a Miles Garrett-led defense, that's pretty darn good if you ask me 
Um, their rush game with Ramondre Stevenson finally caught fire with 19 carries, 76 yards, and two touchdowns. I mean, like, you couldn't have asked for a better game out of your team if you're the uh, New England Patriots. I, it's just solid stuff, honestly. For the Browns, you need a quarterback. Nick Chubb can't do anything. He had a less-than-average game this week, obviously. Um, but your, de- your rest of your division's not tough. They're all sitting at 3-3. Three and three. You have a chance when Deshaun Watson comes back, and they're about to hit kind of the heart of their schedule. At Ravens, home against the Bengals, at the Dolphins, at the Bills, home against the Bucks, And then you get Deshaun Watson back with the Texans. With how they've been playing lately, three straight losses against the Falcons, Chargers, and Patriots, it is very hard to see what happens. It's very hard to even give the Browns now a chance at their division, let alone the playoffs. It's kind of sad to see. Uh, Jets and Green Bay. Now we're getting into the now we're getting into the New York teams, right? The Jets gave Rodgers an absolute beatdown on Sunday, right? I mean, this wasn't even close from a defensive side in the second half in particular, outscoring the Green Bay Packers 24 to 7. I mean, I have never ever seen Aaron Rodgers so dismantled in the second half in Lambeau Field than what I saw the uh, the New York Jets defense do Sunday. Did the Jets play a perfect game? No. Zach Wilson went 10 of 18 for 110 yards. To even have some bit of contention, you have to be playing. You have to have a good quarterback because if you get down early, you need him to play and you're not going to just rely on Brees Hall to do his stuff late in games. It's just not going to happen. Their defense is solid. I'm going to give them that. They have played extremely well. Ahmed Gardner, Ahmad Gardner uh, is the real deal. The sauce is the real deal. But I'm not going to get too high on them yet. I think their defense is fantastic, and I would even probably consider them to be the best 4-2 and two team out there possibly better than the 5-1 and one Vikings. I'm going to get to all that later in the episode. But for right now, hold back on the offense. Uh, they actually scored a defensive touchdown in this game. So the offense only scored, uh, I think, 20 points. On the Green Bay Packers side, I mean, can we consider their season over? I don't know if I should do that when I have a Brady team, but they lost to the Giants, then the Jets. They still have yet to play the Bills. Cowboys, Titans, Eagles, Rams, Dolphins, Vikings again. I'm not going to say all of those are losses, obviously, but I believe there are more hard games than there are easy games for the Packers this year, for the rest of the year. Um, and if they go roughly 500, you have a 10-7 and seven season. That maybe makes you in the playoffs, but I don't. I don't think they go seven and four their last eleven games. I think they go maybe six and five, which would put them at a nine and eight. And I don't think with the Vikings playing how well they're playing with an easier schedule, I don't think Green Bay is going into the playoffs with the level of play they've been having. Obviously, like they've been not doing great this year, but this is still the Green Bay Packers we're talking about here. They can still turn around. Rodgers can definitely play better. Their play calling can definitely be better. Their offensive line definitely needs to be a lot better. Um, so, again, I'm not counting the giant, the Packers out, and I'm not getting too hyped on the New York Jets right now. Um, even though I think their defense is one of the best in the AFC, 
that offense still needs to show me a little bit more. Jaguars and Colts, two teams we don't really need to worry about too much. The Colts have gotten on a nice run recently with a good win over the Jacksonville Jaguars. But honestly, Matt Ryan throwing the ball 58 times is kind of messed up. Like, they need to have Jonathan Taylor getting the ball more. I know he didn't play in this game. Don't don't throw that out there. Jonathan Taylor did not play in this game, and I'm fine with that. But still, your next top running back with 12 carries? I, I mean, they weren't even down early. I mean, I guess they were sort of down early in this game, but they had the lead at halftime, and they had the lead in the fourth quarter, 26-21. to 21. Like, they just kept letting the team come back and they had to force Ryan to throw the ball more. And I don't think Ryan's built like that anymore. Yes. He played a good game with 389 and three touchdowns, but I continually thought the Jacksonville Jaguars were going to come back and pull that game out. And for some reason, the Colts were able to do it. These, both these teams have been disappointing to me. We'll see how good the Titans are. Honestly, with how that division looks right now, I'm not counting the Houston Texans out of it. Texans sitting at 1-3-1. and one. Colts sitting at 3-2-1. and one. Texans schedule for the next few weeks is obviously hard because they're the Texans and they're going to have to play better teams. Like They've got the Raiders coming up, then the Titans, then the Eagles, then the Giants. I mean, I, they're probably going to lose all of those games. But I can see wins over the Commanders. Probably not the Dolphins. Possibly the Browns when they go and play Deshaun Watson. And then Jaguars, Titans, Jaguars, Colts to finish off the year. I mean, we could get probably six wins out of this season. Go 7-10-1. I don't think that'll make us into the playoffs. But <coughs> but this division is kind of completely up for grabs now that the Titans are sitting at 3-2 and two and the Indianapolis Colts are sitting at 3-2-1. and one. I'm, I'm not exactly sure what to think of either of these teams. We've seen stellar play from both. We've seen terrible play from both. It's just like all these other divisions right now, like the, the NFC, the AFC North, the NFC South, the AFC East, or AFC, what are the, the South? AFC South, AFC South, NFC North, AFC North. I'm saying all these divisions wrong. You guys know what I mean. A lot of teams sitting at 3-3, three and 3-2. Three, three and two. All these are up for grabs. NFC West, we'll throw them out there too. Bengals versus Saints. Bengals had to put a tough one there at the end. Jamar Chase with a huge 60-yard touchdown to finish the game off late in the fourth quarter. Um, it's just, it was very impressive to see them come back. Andy Dalton with a decent game. Alvin Kamara finally got back into it. Um, but the defense of the Indiana or the New Orleans Saints finally came to play. They offense just wasn't able to hold out, and then they let that big touchdown at the end. I mean. The Saints are sitting at two and four. I'm basically going to count them out right now. Bengals sitting at three and three. Like what they're doing. Offense needs to start clicking earlier instead of having to come back late in games. We saw that against the Baltimore Ravens where they couldn't get out to an early start. Saw it in this one against the Saints. Joe Burrow just needs to, like Joe Mixon needs to get into this game. Joe Burrow needs to find his receivers earlier. And they'll be a really, really good squad. Ravens versus Giants. Now the Giants, I am hyped on. Because the Giants are taking down bigger teams, in my opinion, than the Jets. I know the Jets are blowing out teams. But the Giants have taken down the Titans, the Packers, and the Ravens and put up a close game against the Cowboys. Like, all of their games, the Giants, every one of the Giants games have been a one-score game. 
But the fact that they're pulling them out is phenomenal, in my opinion. Daniel Jones just needs to be more explosive earlier. He's only He only threw 173, one, 173 yards in this game. Saquon Barkley did his thing with 22 carries, 83 yards, and a touchdown. Like, if they can get the passing game to score more points, this defense will back them up. Trust me. Holding the Ravens to 20. Holding the Packers to, like, 23 or something like that. It was... Or 16, whatever it was. It was phenomenal. Like, I, I think the Giants are a really good football team. I think their record says how good that defense is. Thidabo is the real deal. They're coming out like crazy. I'm, I love what I'm seeing from the Giants. From the Ravens' perspective, this is all about shutting down games. They are probably one of the best teams of getting out to an early lead, and they are the worst team of finishing games, at least this season. I don't know how to fix it. Lamar Jackson definitely has to play better. That was some of the most disgusting football I've ever seen last week to end that game. He's just got to play better. This team has to play better. The play calling's got to be, everything's just got to be the same as the first quarter. I'm not a scholar in the game. I wish I was. I don't know how to fix this team, but if they can if they can keep that from the first half, they they're gonna win all these games. This team could easily be six and oh right now. All three of their losses have been blown leads in the second half. This team has so much potential, and yet we keep getting we keep seeing empty hands. Buccaneers versus Steelers. I'm not gonna read into this one this much. The Bucs defense blew it and Brady couldn't get anything going. I don't think the Steelers are a good football team. I don't think that this game... I think this game is just a hurt on the Bucks' record. They definitely blew it on a number of levels. I mean, Trubisky came in the second half for Pickett, and the Bucks still lost. So, like, I don't know, man. I Some people are reading into this. The Bucs are definitely going to need to find some kind of identity, whether it's the run, whether it's the pass, whether it's defense. Like, I don't know. But I'm not overthinking it. I think the Bucs are a better team than the Steelers. Brady's just got to get his his mind straight. I know I've heard a lot of things about private life, and I understand that. But he's got to figure that stuff out, or they're going to keep losing football games. That's the simple gist of it. This team is not the same without Brady. I think no team is the same without Brady. So, good win for the Steelers. Keep trying to find the right quarterback. Neither quarterback has really been able to stand out. Their defense had a nice game against the GOAT. That's that. Bucks, you're lucky you're in a bad division right now. Otherwise, you'd just be toast right now. Panthers, Rams. Rams need, did what they needed to do. 24-10 victory over the Carolina Panthers. And now they're in the running for the NFC West again. Matthew Stafford with an okay game. Daryl Henderson Jr. with an okay game. Cooper Cup with an okay game. Carolina Panthers, P.J. Walker, not a great game. Christian McCaffrey, an okay game. Christian McCaffrey on the receiving side, okay game. Like, is this is, is, is interesting. This was an interesting game to watch. Um, again, Rams did what they needed to do, and that's about it. Uh, I wasn't overly impressed with how they played. I'm glad that Allen Robinson got into it, 63 yards and a touchdown, but 
I don't know. I don't. I don't think they're a huge threat in the NFC right now. The Panthers are vi- are trying to get the number one pick in the next year's draft. Cardinals Seahawks again. I'm impressed that the Seahawks got a victory. I'm shocked that the Cardinals are this bad. I mean, like that offense couldn't do junk this week. Uh, a field goal and a touchdown with a missed extra point. I mean, it was just. Ugh. And the Seahawks, great defense so far this year. Loving what I'm seeing. Offense has been able to get the job done. Kenneth Walker the third got a full start this week. 21 carries, 97 yards, and a touchdown. Loving to see the rookie go out and shine on his home turf. Seahawks are now tied with the NFC West first place at 3-3. Three and three. Like, ugh. I don't think that'll stay, but the fact that it's there is pretty awesome. Big game in Kansas City. Bills, Chiefs, 24-20 victory over the over the Chiefs for the Bills. Getting this game done. This is pretty much not exactly how I expected it because I didn't expect the Chiefs to be in the league to be in the lead for the entire game. But the fact that the Buffalo Bills were able to pull this game out is very awesome and not super surprising. Both quarterbacks showed up like I expected them to. I was shocked that. Patrick Mahomes made that pass at the end. I think that is such an ill-advised pass. He was double-teamed, never should have thrown that ball, and they possibly would have won that game. Um, like, heard a lot of arguments about whether this team needs Tyreek Hill or not. I mean, this game, this team put up over 40 points in week one against the Cardinals, right? Like, I think this team has enough on it with Juju Smith-Schuster, who finally had a good game with 113 yards and a touchdown. Great touchdown in the first half for 42 yards. But this team has enough in Marquez Valdez-Scantling, Travis Kelsey, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, uh, Pacheco in the running back position as well, that they can do some things. The Buffalo Bills also have the same options, like Stephon Diggs, Dawson Knox, Devin Singletary, uh, Josh Allen, obviously at the quarterback position. I mean, they, these two teams are so equal right now. Probably one of the bigger aspects is the defense because Vaughn Miller came to play today. He was getting a ton of pressure on Kansas City that... That might have made the difference at the end because he definitely put pressure on him. I don't know. I It's always a coin toss for me between these two teams, right? I I picked the Bills to win this game because I do think they are the better overall team. They have the best point spread by a lot in the National Football League, a 95-point difference between their offense and defense. The next team is in the 50s. It's unbelievable. Now, they're 5-1, and one, and two of their wins have been... I think single digits, and then they lost one, which was single digits. Otherwise, it's absolute blowouts that they're like ridiculous blowouts that they've been able to put up. The Bills have just one of the most striking deep offenses. I've heard conversations about Christian McCaffrey going there as well, which would kind of be ridiculous on a number of levels. Kansas City Chiefs just pull it out at the end. I th- I think these are the clear number one and number two teams in the AFC. I don't think there's anyone who can come close. I know the Chargers put up a good game. I know the Dolphins won and the Colts won. But at the end of the day, when it comes to rosters, when it comes to experience, it is the Bills and it is the Chiefs. This is the standard rivalry that has come has come up in the last five years, and I'm loving every second of it. Cowboys-Eagles, the score of a nine-point game does not do justice to how the beatdown was going down against Dallas in this one. It was 20 to 3 at halftime. Like it was 
the Colts or the Eagles, they they lost their guard in a little bit when they were left. I think it was their left tackle who went out in this game, and their their offense kind of struggled a little bit. But but early on, guys, I mean, this was just an, a flat out destruction of Cooper Rush and the Dallas Cowboys. Dallas had no answers whatsoever. Ezekiel Elliott had a decent game, but most of that came through the second half. Tony Pollard was nowhere to be seen. Cooper Rush throws three interceptions. I mean, like the what. Philly was able to do up front against Cooper Rush and make him throw all those bad passes was unbelievable. Dallas's defense did all right in the second half, but I, these this Eagles team they spread the ball out so well they can run it in your face with the quarterback and the running back. This is one of the most dynamic offenses that we've seen. They don't score a bazillion points but they can get touchdowns when needed and their defense can pull through at the end. Their secondary has come out really strong this year as well. 6-0 Philadelphia is what they should be. This team is that good to be 6-0 against the teams they've played. Dallas Cowboys at 4-2. Dak Prescott is supposed to come back next week. I really think he should. The magic of Cooper Rush, it just wasn't there. He just wasn't mobile enough. He just wasn't making the smart plays and his arm really didn't seem strong enough. So I think his time is done. I do think this is a playoff-worthy team compared to the rest of the NFC. This defense is that good. Ezekiel Elliott can be that good, and Dak Prescott is that good. Finally, Broncos and Chargers. I'm kind of done watching the Broncos. Russell Wilson, definitely by far the most disappointing individual player in the National Football League. Chargers should have blown this team out. Denver's defense has done all they could all season long to get their team in a position of victory, and it just hasn't happened. Chargers sitting at 4-2, and two, need to see a more explosive offense, need to see a lockdown defense. Granted, they have a lot of injuries on their team, but I'm not seeing that fire, especially from the run game. Eckler with only 36 yards in this one. Want to see more out of Los Angeles Chargers, but still a solid victory over a Western team. Now let's go into my top five NFL teams. That was your recap of week six. A lot of surprises, a lot of question marks coming around. Let's talk about the top five teams in the National Football League. Number one, I'm going to go from one to five. We're gonna, number one, the Buffalo Bills. I, I've raved about them literally forever this offseason and this season, but I truly believe this is the most explosive offense next to the most explosive defense. I think the numbers show that. I think the team shows that. I think their home crowd shows that. They have a clear path to victory in the AFC. I don't think anyone can touch them. Number two, I'm going to say the Kansas City Chiefs. I'm bumping down the Philadelphia Eagles to the third spot, but I think the Chiefs sitting at 4-2 and two with a tough loss to Buffalo and a bad game against the Colts, is I think the Chiefs are better than the Eagles. And let me tell you why. The Eagles keep having tight games that they've had to pull out. The Chiefs are blowing out, or not blowing out teams, but they've had bigger, better games. For instance, two weeks ago, the Eagles had to have a missed field goal by the Cardinals to beat the Cardinals in Arizona. When the Chiefs went to Arizona week one, they won 44 to 21. Like this offense is still explosive. Now, their other games, the Raiders, they had to pull that one out. The Chargers, they had to pull that one out. But the Bucks, it did not seem like a 10-point game. That game was the 
the that game was the Chiefs from the very start on that first fumble. I think the Chiefs can have a hotter offense, hotter to start, and they can pull it out at the end. The Eagles, they work their way through the game. They've come, they come on fire in the second quarter. They have the best second quarter scoring team in the National Football League. I think the Chiefs can play a more complete game of football. I think they can utilize every weapon and still maintain it on the defense. I'm taking the Chiefs over the Eagles. Those are the clear one, two, three. There is no other team in the league that can come close to right now against except the Eagles, the Chiefs, and the Bills. The arguments need to come in when we talk about four and five. There's a lot of teams right now that could come up. We could bring up the other teams that are five and one, which are the Giants and the Vikings. There are three other teams that are four and two, which are the Chargers, Cowboys, and Jets. There's some arguably good three and three teams, including the Ravens, the Bucks, and the Bengals. Here's how I'm going to do it. At four, I'm taking the Giants. I, I hyped up them on them earlier in this episode, but I truly think that the Giants have the defense to shut down any offense in this league for at least a decent amount of time, and then their offense can come in and do what needs to be done. I think they'd get blown out by either team that's ahead of them. But either, any team that's below them, Cowboys, if the Cowboys played them again, I think the Giants would win. I think they could beat the Chargers. I think they could beat the Titans. I think they could beat the Jets. Like, I think the top three teams are so on another level of play that the Giants can beat anyone else in this league. Number five... And I know I said I'm not, I felt really bad saying what I said earlier in this episode because I knew what I was going to say here. But I'm taking the Jets. I'm putting both New York teams as top five teams in the NFL this year. Listen, that Jets team is legit. They're able to take down the Packers hard. They're sitting at 4-2 and two with a beat down against the, against the Miami Dolphins. You look at the other teams in the league, the Minnesota Vikings... As much as I want to root for them, they're, all their wins except the Packers have been one-score games that they've had like three game-winning drives for and three three or four fourth-quarter comebacks. Like I think it's three fourth-quarter comebacks. Three game-winning drives, three fourth-quarter comebacks. Like They have not shown dominance this year. They just pull out wins. The Jets have, pulled, have shown dominance a few times this year, and I think that... If they were to play head-to-head, if it were in Minnesota, I might be lenient for the Vikings. But if this is in New York, man, I'm taking the Jets. I think that defense is legit, and the offense can do its job. So I'm going to go Bills, Chiefs, Eagles, Giants, Jets, and the Vikings at a close six. And I think there's then another tier. It's it's tier one, two, three, tier four, five, six. And then probably like a tier 7 through 10 somewhere in there. But I I think there's definitely multiple tiers you can go to. But for right now, I'm taking Bills, Chiefs, Eagles, Giants, Jets. Thank you guys so much for listening. Again, I say Friday night, huge announcements about scheduling and content, as well as your preview for Week 7 in the National Football League. Hope you guys have a great rest of your week. Peace out.